Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker, we are back with part two of a bite-sized deep dive into archetypes and how they compare with the Enneagram. Now, if you've been sitting on your hands wondering what Enneagram type Melanie is since we didn't really actually have a reveal, sorry about that. <laughs> what a total tease. I'm actually going to reveal that in this bite-sized deep dive, so stick around. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, creatives, and educators like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective in what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jim P. Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make. And have fun doing it. Your personality is your business. So let's get down to business. So what I was noticing when Melanie was teaching me about my archetypal profile, not only was it validating my type 7 behaviors, but it was also validating my type 7 patterns. And when I mean patterns, I'm talking about stress patterns, I'm talking about growth patterns, and I'm also talking about coping patterns, because sometimes we cope just by reaching to one side or the other of your type, and those are called our wings. And stress and security may or may not be a part of that equation. Let me talk about that for a second, just, just to clarify it in case you've slept since I've taught that last. Stress is when there's the presence of stress. Security is when you're feeling confident. Those are two sides of the pendulum. But what is that place in the middle, that rest? That's our average behaviors. That's our core. That is who we are when we are not 
thinking about our personality. We're not thinking about being stressed and we're not thinking about being confident. That is, that's what I call your average behaviors. And a lot of times that's a blind spot because we're not paying attention. Sometimes we have to literally look in a mirror or we need, we need to ask someone, hey, how are you observing me right now? How are you experiencing me right now? There's so much disconnection that could happen in this place of neutrality. And I know that's annoying because it's like, well, do we or do we not be neutral? One of the great mysteries of life. So yes, I did recognize, like I mentioned in the last Bite Size Deep Dive, I mentioned that going to my stress number, which is when I was probably making presentations and when I was working in corporate or when I was in grad school, that I was very proper. That is a type one, that's type one vocabulary. I was very proper and um, feeling like this is what's going to make me a good teacher if I teach in this manner. So I was recognizing that under stress, I was defaulting to type one behaviors. But stress is not necessarily unhealthy, right? There is such thing as healthy stress. So what the archetypes was helping me realize is that, hey, sometimes that's appropriate. Again, I can't teach in Legos and blocks and using Montessori props all the time. Not with grown adults, at least. So that was one interesting type 7 pattern that I noticed. I also noticed that I identify as the sage. I've always been a researcher. I've always been a questioner. Um, and part of it might be because I was, I was an only child. I was the youngest, but I was kind of the youngest only child because my brother was five grades ahead of me and my sister was seven grades ahead of me. So I was, I was essentially a younger only child, if that makes sense. All that to say is I spent a lot of time by myself. So what did I do during those days? I read. I learned. I created. I dreamed. I explored. I did a lot of learning and I gained a lot of knowledge just through observation, curiosity, and exploration. And then being that type seven with the ability to make connections, I can see how I saw myself as a sage. And then a few validating friends would come to me for advice or come to me with their issues and I would insert my advice. Sorry if that was unwanted. <laughs> but that is my security path. That is something that I was confident in and going to that type five. Is it that me? Not everybody sees me as a sage. I see myself as the sage, but people see me as the goofy one, as the airhead, as the ditzy one, as the younger sister. And it doesn't help that I'm only five feet tall. So it's really easy to look down on me. But that's how I saw myself. So now let's transition to Melanie's profile because it was really interesting to see this pattern happening in her as well. So the pattern that I saw with Melanie is that she kept saying, I really want to be an everyman. I really want to be an everyman. For her type, under stress, is a lot of recognition and developing a reputation and actually just paying attention to identity. So the fact that she works with archetypes and personality to develop your brand, I mean, that's identity, right? But she sees herself as the everyman. Like she wants to be the everyman that is palling around and like gets everyone and just is chill and all that. That is type nine. So my first instinct was to believe that Melanie was a type six. 
because it follows the same patterns that I was noticing in my type 7s. So the interesting thing here is that type 6s probably has the widest range of behaviors of all nine types. They're a chameleon of sorts. Three sixes and nines are the chameleons. And sixes, they understand other people's points of view. They understand other people's perspective. They're the perspective chameleon. So I can see the way Melanie does archetypes with having your three primary types and helping you with your branding. It's not so far off from the Enneagram and understanding the different dynamics that your Enneagram type explains about your behaviors. So that begs the question, when to use which? In business, is it better to use archetypes or is it better to use the Enneagram? And that's what we're gonna talk about in part three of this bite-sized deep dive. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.